Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. You know, if you're struggling with anxiety, he said, don't be. Don't be anxious for anything. He says, but in, in the middle of everything, by prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving. So do you realize that whatever you're praying, it needs to be thanksgiving-based? It needs to be thanksgiving-based? Because, you know, here's the thing. God sent his son into this world to redeem us from the rule and the dominion of darkness. And he translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, or as one translation says, the son of his love. He translated us into that kingdom. And here he says, in everything by prayer. So he's saying everything that's going on in the middle of it There needs to be prayer. In the middle of it, supplication, this word supplication, is uh, from the very same root word as supply. In fact, you can see the word supply in there. By prayer and supplication, that is to go before God for your supply. Did you know that God has supplied for every situation in your life. He's supplied for it. So you can come before him in everything by prayer and supplication. You can go before him for whatever you need to be supplied. And then he's the third element that he says in everything, in the middle of everything, you need to give thanks for what he has done about it. Why do you need to give thanks about it? Because everything that God is going to supply to you has supplied to you in Christ Jesus. He did it all already in Christ. Praise God. See, because if you receive healing for your body, The moment you experience that healing in your body, that's not when you were healed. You were healed 2,000 years ago when Jesus took stripes on his back. That's when you were healed. So you can go ahead when you 
approach God for the supply of physical healing in your body, you can go ahead and give thanks for the fact that he has already supplied healing for your body. If you need physical uh, or financial uh, provision in your life, when did he supply that need? When you have the money in your hand? Or did he supply your need when Jesus, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich? That's when he supplied your need, not the moment that you receive it in your hand. When did you receive the, for, or, or, or when were your sins forgiven? When, when was your, uh, uh, when, when did God forgive your sins? See, I contend, I contend this, that God forgave my sins before they were ever committed. Hmm. When did I receive, you know, when I receive the forgiveness of sins is not when my sins were forgiven. You know, there were, there were times that, uh, uh, just, just think of this, we're coming up on Christmas time, and there were times when, when my kids were growing up, that they would go to Walmart or where they would go to, you know, a, a, a store, and their mother would buy them Christmas gifts when they were with her, and they didn't even know it. You know. She was real sneaky like that. She could buy a Christmas gift right under their nose and they didn't even know it was happening. And, uh, but so on Christmas morning when they opened the gift, that's not when the gift was, was purchased. Not at that moment. That's when they received the gift. But the gift, it was theirs all along. It was theirs a month ago. But they received it. See, we receive forgiveness that was already supplied long ago. We receive healing that was already supplied millenniums ago. We receive provision that was supplied for us, you know, well, I'm trying to think of another word, but we'll just use millenniums again, okay? We, we receive what was supplied for us in Christ, praise God, and not even at the moment he hung on the cross. At the moment he was in the plan of God. And do you get that? Do you see that? The moment that Jesus was in the plan of God, which was from the foundation of the world, that's when God took care of everything that you have need of. Praise God.
And so that's why in every, we can just go ahead and give thanks right now, even though we haven't received what's been supplied we haven't received them, and I'll say it this way, we haven't received the manifestation of that. We haven't received the, the physical evidence of that. But nonetheless, we have, we, we have it that it belongs to us. Praise God. So here's what he says. Be anxious. Don't, be, don't have anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And when we do that, see, here's what's happening. When I begin to give thanks for what God has done in Christ, I am making a declaration. I'm making a declaration of faith. When I say, thank you, Father, that you supplied healing for my body in Christ. I thank you for my healing. And I begin to give thanks for my healing. I'm making a declaration, a declaration of faith. Praise God. My mouth is speaking according to what God has already said and done. Praise God. Praise God. And, and see, when we do that, we're actually rehearsing Jesus' victory. We're going over that. We're rehearsing that in, in, in our lives by the words of our mouth. We're rehearsing Jesus' victory. Praise God. Praise God. Now, here he says, and when we do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Why does the peace of God surpass understanding? Because the only way you give thanks for what you haven't seen is that you understand. You're, you're surpassing natural understanding. Natural understanding say, says, well, I don't have it yet. But the peace of God which surpasses understanding says it has been provided in Christ. It's already mine. It's surpassing natural understanding. Natural understanding says I need to see it before I can give thanks for it. The peace that passes understanding surpasses that, that is greater than, than natural understanding says, I believe I receive what has already been provided for me in Christ. Now, that, that's, that's hard to grasp for a lot of people. Praise God. Many people are saying, you know, are, are, are praying, trying to talk God into doing something that he already did. You realize you'll never talk God into doing what he already did? He did it without you even talking about it. He did it before there was ever even a need. He did it before you were even born. He already 
supplied for all of your need. Everything you would ever have need of in Christ. Now that surpasses natural understanding. Praise God. It will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That's why you can face life without anxiety. Because your heart and your mind is being guarded through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, here's what I'm going to say to just wrap that, uh, that whole idea up in this. Think your thanks. That, that's an easy phrase to remember right there. Think your thanks. See, because all of these things, these are the things that we can give thanks for. And this is why I say, think your thanks. Change your mind so that you're thinking on the things that you can give thanks for. Think your thanks. Praise God. So when you give thanks for what God has already done for you, you are making your declaration of what you believe. Praise God. See, because, I mean, really, would you give thanks for healing if you didn't believe you were healed? Would you give thanks for provision if you didn't believe you had been provided for? No. You see, we've misunderstood this thanksgiving thing. We, we have thought that giving thanks was just another little key to opening God's blessings or to, to getting God to do something. And, and, and we've thought, well, if I give thanks, maybe he'll do it. No, you're misunderstanding. You give thanks because he did it. Not because your thanksgiving is going to get him to do it. You give thanks because he has already done it. Praise God. See, the problem in our receiving from God is not on God's end. The problem is in what we can believe. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. 
If you can believe. If you can believe what? If you can believe what he has done, all things are possible. All the things he's done are possible. Praise God. Now, let me say that, again, that phrase again just to remind you. Think your thanks. Renew your mind so that you're thinking your thanks. See, I, that's the opposite of thinking about your problems. That's the opposite of thinking about what you need, what you lack, what you, you don't have, what's not going right. Not, you know, it's the opposite of that. You're thinking your thanks. And when you do that, then the peace of God, which passes understanding, keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice there it says giving thanks for all things. You said, but that's just the opposite of what you said earlier. Well, on the surface, yes. On the surface. But notice what he said. For all things unto God. So he's saying all things that God has done. Do you remember when Jesus was, you know, when they were trying to get Jesus trapped it, you know, they were trying to lay a trap for him. And uh, they, they went and they asked him, they were always asking Jesus, uh, the, the scribes and Pharisees and lawyers, and all, they were always asking Jesus trick questions. Jesus was always smarter than their tricks. But they came to Jesus and they said, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? And... Uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, see, they were expecting him either if he says, uh, no, you shouldn't pay taxes to Caesar, then uh, they were going to say, well, you're no friend of Caesar, and they were going to report him to Rome, and, uh, you know, and so if Jesus, on the other hand, said, uh, uh, yes, you should pay taxes to Caesar. Then, then they were going to say, you know, it's, uh, he, he was going to be in trouble for saying you should pay taxes. So he, they, he was going to be in trouble either way in their mind. But notice what Jesus said. He said, show me a coin. They showed him a coin. He said, all right, whose inscription is on this coin? And they said, Caesar's. And he said, give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give God what belongs to God. They were laying a trap for him, and it's just a simple answer. Render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and unto God that which is God's. So here he says, giving all, thanks for all things unto God. He said, give thanks unto God for what belongs to God, the things that are God's. Not every single thing that happens in your life 
should be thanksgiving to God. Now, you can give thanks to God in the middle of everything that happens in your life. Why can you give thanks to God in the middle of everything that happens to God, but not for everything that happens in your life? Because everything that happens in your life, though God didn't do everything, and even when things happen in your life that God didn't do, yet God did something about it. Why can we give thanks in the middle of COVID? Why can we give thanks in the middle of that? Why? Because God in Christ did something about it. Because God dealt with it. We haven't seen it with our physical eyes. We will. We will. I'm telling you, we will. COVID will not last forever. God did something about it. He did it already. So I'm going to give thanks to God for what God did about it. Praise God. Now, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 15, says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to God. So not only do you think your thanks, you speak your thanks. Say, so, well, I, I, you know, I'm just, well, you won't ever wonder what I'm thinking. I just say whatever I'm thinking. I just go ahead and say it. Well, you know, that, that can be a problem. Because not everything you think ought to be said. Sometimes you need to change what you're thinking. Praise God. You need to think or think your thanks. Think your thanks and then start speaking your thanks. Praise God. Change what you're thinking and then start, once you are thinking your thanks, now you can say what's on your mind. Praise God. Why? Because what's on your mind is thanks. Does that make sense? Think your thanks, and when you think your thanks, then you can go ahead and speak your mind. But until you can get your thinking on your thanks then maybe you ought not say what's on your mind. Praise God. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 18, says, In everything give thanks. In everything Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I heard 
an entire sermon many years ago, preached on, well, in everything give thanks because everything that happens to you is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Everything that happens in your life is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, how ridiculous to even think that. How ridiculous to even think. Has anybody, you know, in this room, you've ever had a crime perpetrated against you? You know, somebody broke into your house. Somebody stole something from you. Somebody... Uh, you know, committed a violent act against you. Some, you know, if you've ever, can you tell me that it was the will of God for this person to commit violence against you? What about the guy that, uh, you know, his life has been forever altered because somebody committed an act of violence against him? Are we going to tell that guy that it was God's will for this person to do that to you? You know, what, what about a battered wife? Her husband comes home at night, and he's drunk, and he beats the tar out of her. Are you going to tell her that it was God's will for your husband to get drunk and beat you up? No, that was not the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning her. You want to know what was the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning her? That in spite of what he did, that she remains thankful to God. Not for what he did, but for what God did in the middle of it. See, when something terrible happens in your life, a disaster happens, and you can give thanks because God has done something about it already in Christ. And it is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you that you maintain a thankful heart all the way through. Because here's something that you need to remember. Thanksgiving in trouble will get you out of trouble. When you're in trouble, if you can give thanks to God for what he has done, what are you doing? See, when you give thanks, remember I said when you give thanks, you are rehearsing what Jesus did about your situation. You're rehearsing that in your mind, praise God, what Jesus did concerning that situation. So, if you'll give thanks when you're in trouble, you are declaring what Jesus did about it, and declaring what Jesus did about it will be the thing that brings you out the other side. Praise God. So when everything falls apart, you see, sometimes we ask the wrong questions. Sometimes our question, see, it's not... It's not wrong to question God. But we need to ask the right question. 
when you're asking God a question, you know, you, you've all heard people that ask a question in this way. Their, their question was actually an accusation. To, to be more accurate about it, it, it was more an accu, accusation than it was a question. God, why did you do this to me? See, that's an accusation. It's, a, it's in a question form, but nonetheless, it's, a, it's an accusation. You're accusing God of doing whatever it is that happened to you. Now, to say, why did this happen? Well, that's going to depend on what your heart is about the thing. Why did this happen? That could, could be an accusation, or it could be an honest question. You know, or show me why this happened. Show me, you know, did, uh, did I open the door to this in some way? Did, is this the result of something I have done? Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Not, not everything's even your fault. Okay? The, you got to realize you have an enemy in this world who is doing some things. And, you know, how did this happen? But to say, God, why did you do this? Or, you know... Or even, why did this happen if in your mind, if you're thinking, God, why did you let this happen? We're being, uh, we're, we're making an accusation. Huge difference in an accusation and an honest question. Now, when things are going wrong in our life, it's okay to question God. But here's really the right question. Sometimes we're, we're asking a question, but we need to ask the right question. And the right question is, when, when something's going wrong in your life, the first question to come out of your mouth is, what did you do about this in Christ? In other words, how did you deal with this in Christ. That ought to be the question that's coming out of our mouth. When sickness and disease comes against us, it is not, God, why did you put this on me? Or, God, why did you let this happen to me? Our question ought to be, God, what did you do about this? And when you ask the right question, he'll take you to the answer. And the answer to that question is, I took this and I laid it upon Jesus so you wouldn't have to bear it. And Jesus bore it at the cross so that you could walk free from it. Jesus bore your weaknesses and your inabilities and your lack and your uh, uh you know, he, he bore this in his body so that you could have his health and his strength. That's the right question to ask. What did you do about this? And then take time to listen for the answer. 
Because everything that concerns you, he did something about it. Praise God. Let me give you some examples here of what he did about some things. Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was wounded for your transgressions. Or in other words, in, in, in the context of what we're talking about here, he was wounded as a response to your transgressions. So what did he do about your transgressions? He was wounded. He was bruised for your iniquities. So when I ask, all right, what did you do about this? He says, I bruised Jesus. That's what I did about it. The chastisement of your peace, your well-being was upon him. Okay, so what did you do about my lack of peace, my, my lack of well-being? He, I chastised him. I chastised Jesus. That's what he did about it. And with his stripes, you are healed. So, Lord, what did you do about this pain that I have in my body? What did you do about this sickness that I am, have been attacked with? What did you do about that? I laid stripes on Jesus' back. That's what I did about it. Praise God. Psalm 91, for he has given, verse 11, he, uh, excuse me, Psalm 91, verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. That's what he did about it. He's given his angels charge over you. To bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now, here's this. What did you do? I'm experiencing fear in my life. I'm afraid for what's going on. I'm, I'm struggling with this fear. What did you do about this? I gave you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Praise God. Psalm 91, verse number 15. He shall, uh, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So, Lord, I just got a terminal diagnosis from the doctor. What did you do about that? So you asked the right question. What did you do about that? With long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. Praise God. 
Isaiah 59, verse number 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Lord, I just feel like I'm being attacked from every side. I feel like everything is against me. I feel like that, that I'm just being bombarded. What did you do about that? He says, I raised up a standard against him. Praise God. See, we've got to learn to ask the right questions. What did you do about this? Praise God. Praise God. You see, we are told, Scripture says this, to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, Ephesians tells us this. Let me find, I scroll the wrong direction. Ephesians chapter 6, begin with about verse number 11. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Now notice this. Girded your waist. What do you gird your waist with? You put on the belt of truth. Praise God. And the belt, the purpose of a belt is to keep your pants up. You know, the purpose of a belt is to keep your garment in place. Well, the garment is praise. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And the belt is the belt of truth. If the belt is the belt of truth, Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So the word is the belt of truth. So what do we do to keep ourselves thankful in difficult times? We put on the garment of praise and then we cinch up the belt of truth. Praise God. And the truth is that God is for you, so who can be against you? The truth is he has laid your sickness, your disease, and your pain upon Jesus so that you could be healed. Praise God. So that you could be healthy. The truth of the matter is that he has forgiven you all trespasses, having taken them out of the way. He has... Uh, already nailed them to the cross. Praise God. You see, we've got to ask the right questions and we've got to take the belt of the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is He always leads me in triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Always. Always. Praise God. 
Praise God. In other words, there is always means there's never a time that he doesn't. He always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Praise God. I've got some good news for you today. Praise God. God already dealt with it. He already dealt with it. Maybe you're watching me today. Maybe you're sitting in this room today. Say, I've never received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Well, sometimes we can't really understand the, the good news until we understand the, the other side of it. The other side of that is, even though you've been forgiven in Christ, you must receive it. You must receive it. You see, it doesn't come upon you. Salvation doesn't just come upon you because you did something wrong. Salvation comes upon you because you believe in what Jesus did right. Praise God. So if you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that's what God did about it. But it's very easy to receive today. Scripture tells us in Romans chapter 10 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God already took care of everything pertaining to your salvation. He already took care of that. See, here's the fact is, though, that unless you receive what he did, you will spend eternity attempting to pay for your own sins, which would be a great tragedy considering that they're already paid for. Jesus already was punished for all of your sins. So there is therefore no need for you to pay for it. That's why he went to the cross. So you wouldn't have to spend eternity in hell paying for your own sins. But you have to receive it. Very simple. I want you to just right now, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And if you mean what you're saying, when you pray this prayer, according to God's word, when you say amen at the end of this prayer, instantly you will become a new creature 
in Christ. You will be born again. You will be saved. And from that moment on, there is no more fear of ever having to pay for your own sins in hell. You won't have to go to hell. The greatest tragedy is not that people go to hell. The greatest tragedy is that people go to hell needlessly. There is no need for you to go there. So pray this prayer with me. Say, God in heaven, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. That he paid for all of my sins so I wouldn't have to pay for them. Right now, I choose to trust what he did and trust my salvation to what he did. Thank you, Jesus. God raised you from the dead so I could have new life. I choose new life with you right now. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Here we go. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love.